Hi, this is the fifth episode of iBook Bindings podcast, and uh, today our guest is uh, Ekaterina Savelyeva uh, with her alter ego, uh, Katie Ebru. Hi, Katie. Hello. I think we can move to questions. Pavel, do you have any questions besides pigments? Oh, oh yes, especially, especially about the projects you did with, uh, with libraries. What did you work on? Were you re recreating some historical patterns for uh, uh, old books? Or what, what was the nature of the, uh, your collaborative projects? Talking about the libraries, of course I would like to develop myself in marveling uh, to work more with book, book binders uh, because I feel the interest uh, from, from their side in, uh, in Russia. And one day I proposed to, to even this big libraries uh, State Library, National Library, informed them about myself, <laughs> and they they were interested. Uh, and when it was two years ago, I was invited to take part in the conference in the Russian uh, State Library in Moscow. Actually, this year in April, I could take part there also, but all this situation all around the world. So, Everything was cancelled, unfortunately. And I should make, uh, should show my paper there, and also should make uh, the workshop for the librarians and restoration masters. Uh, could you talk a bit more about the kind I of love the book, books? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when I when I present my paper for the libraries, uh, of course uh, they choose from my staff, from my assortment, and uh, quite often not only librarians, even uh, usual bookbinders, when they restore the books. Uh, they asked me to create or to make the similar pattern. First of all, I should uh, see uh, the pattern on, on marble paper on the book. And depending on its difficulty, I can say them, can I create the similar one or not? And time to time, unfortunately, I should re refuse, but <laughs> quite often I did uh, successfully and people like. Similar in patterns. In my group, you can find uh, those orders when I that tried to, to repeat uh, the old marble paper. And uh, what do you prefer, uh, prefer? You possibly prefer creating new patterns, improvising when you are not so constrained. Or yeah, is it humbling when you're repeating patterns that used hundreds of years ago but by great masters? Of course, it's easier to improvise and to do what you want, to change the colors, pigments, uh, to use other special ingredients to create something interesting. But at the same time, it's uh, hard to uh, to repeat uh, the old books. Uh, it's a big task uh, to find the match color, to, to create the similar pattern. It's hot task to make the same one, but uh, when I reached that result, I'm very satisfied that, oh yes, it's, I've done it. And when you recreate historical patterns, do you also uh, use handmade paper? Because I assume to, uh, 200 years ago, most of it was handmade? No, no, I usually, uh, usually use the same modern Italian paper. There were a lot of questions about paper you, you use. Could you perhaps recommend some brands, comment on I guess we will move to questions and uh, we will just uh, work through them. Talking about the paper, uh, I remember that question. Uh, I like uh, to work with the Italian paper because the book binders, generally book binding, is, goes from past old art and uh, old books. They have uh, their inspiration, oldest inspiration, and it has the cover of time. I like to work with ivory Italian paper especially if you will cover it after marbling. 
it creates very nice old effect. I guess I will just read the question about about type of types of paper now, and uh, maybe you will add something. Okay. So it was a question from uh, Karen. Uh, we received it on our Instagram account, uh, Karen at Indigo Craftroom. Hi, uh, Katie. I was wondering if uh, you could share your favorite papers used for marbling uh, brands or so. I work mostly with Hannemühle. Any other tip? Thank you. Do you know Hannemühle paper? I checked uh, that name. Really, it's uh, understood some German brand. And yeah. uh, talking about my paper, I work <coughs> with Fabriana Italian paper. Yeah, that's that's pretty famous paper. And any preference on the uh, thickness of the paper? Ah, uh, thickness. Uh, yeah, it also can be different. I uh, usually I work from 90 uh, maximum till uh, 120, uh, but even 120 for me is quite thick. As I know, many other marbles they usually do with 120, but uh, for me it's a bit inconvenient. And even bookbinders say that some of them they say that it's already a thick one when they uh, cover the books. And what is the, the difference? Why do you prefer one thickness over another? What is the difference for you? For me, for, for me, difference is just uh, how you put uh, the paper on the surface and as you pay attention now at the process, how it's curled, yeah? Uh, it's uh, the very thick paper, it's curled uh, more. But at the same, if it will be very thick, I don't know, cartoon, vice <laughs> yeah. versa, it would be easier. Uh, you should ask also bookbinders, maybe Stepan can say us <laughs> how you will fold the paper. It's also interesting, I think. I think that uh, too thick paper is definitely not not really uh, usable for covering books. But uh, at the same moment, too thin paper is also not not uh, really good because uh, it may wrinkle uh, when you when you Agreed. put it on on put glue on it or or something, and uh, it can give a lot of trouble. Just a couple episodes ago, we had a discussion about uh, working with with some sorts of decorative papers. Uh, that are wrinkling when you are uh, applying uh, starch paste or even PVA glue. So that can be a problem. But on the other hand, when you are using uh, uh, marble paper for end leaves, it, uh, it shouldn't be uh, uh, as thin as, as uh, uh, 90 grams. Well, it can be thin as uh, 90 grams, but then that's, uh, that should be some sort of uh, really sturdy paper that wouldn't uh, tear as easily as some other types of paper. So yeah. I think thicker paper is is a cho is a general choice uh, uh, for this uh, occasion. And you generally make your paper for bookbinders. Most of your paper goes to bookbinders. Bookbinders, yes. Uh, some girls who who uh, make uh, scrapbooking, they also um, like it. From Russia, from United Kingdom, scrapbookers also. Um, Bye. I know the Japanese also use uh, marbled, their marbled uh, paper for gift wrapping, but uh, it seems to me to be a crime. Expensive. <laughs> <laughs> I used it uh, for the gifts uh, for my relatives, yes. I, it can be nice decoration for this. I just got uh, one more question over email, so we'll see if we will have time to answer to it. So uh, there were two questions that were pretty similar. Both came through email, I guess, from people who, who got uh, iBookBinding's newsletter. And uh, one came from Eva and uh, another came from John, John Baines. Uh, do you ever do Chai or Sunspot patterns? Uh, what recipe do you use uh, to get it? That's uh, from Eva and uh, John Baines uh, mm. gave uh, quite a long uh, description of his story. So he, I, I will read it anyway. Long and rambling backs, background, uh, writes John Baines. 
About 15 years ago, I spent a lot of time experimenting with marbling. The one pattern that interested me the most and still does is the sunspot or tiger eye pattern. I love the exquisite detail that results from the chemical and physical properties of the ingredients rather than particular manipulation by the marble. Watching it uh, form is magical. Looking at the recipes uh, in old sources like uh, the whole art of marbling by Char Charles uh, Woolnoff and uh, the progress of the marbling art by uh, Joseph Halfer, uh, they often refer to using chemicals that simply aren't available today and that's exactly I wanted to read this long description because that's that's an important part of question because uh, chemicals change and uh, and approaches change and some chemicals are, are recognized as toxic or uh, they are become obsolete and non-available however by experimenting with various chemicals that I thought my uh, might substitute I managed to produce some lovely sunspot patterns using uh, gouache pigments or on cargogen size and various chemicals uh, from around the house unfortunately when I rinsed the prints the sunspot often just slid off the paper it was very frustrating so I gave up so the question is does Katie have a recipe using commonly available chemicals to produce the sun phase tension effects uh, that give sunspot patterns that are robust. Uh, what size is the best and can I use acrylic paints? Mm, this question includes uh, several of them. Yeah, several um, questions. <laughs> first of all, I wouldn't say that the chemicals uh, which I need uh, for the tiger eye, they are not available. Even in Russia, I can't be even in Russia. First, of course, I bought it from Turkey. Then even I can find in Russia the special shops. As uh, you read, as uh, that John paid attention, uh, that there uh, there are many different recipes exil exist. Uh, um, different information I can find. Generally, for, it's a very difficult uh, task uh, to make the tiger eye. It's, uh, for, frankly speaking, for me, it's a big challenge to create this pattern. Every new attempt is a, is a challenge for me. <laughs> can I do it or not? I don't have uh, ex any exact uh, recipe. Of, um, just I'm trying and to uh, get the materials and look by my eye. I use, uh, first of all, I, I take uh, the water some people say that you should take even distilized water then i take the potash and alum yeah. the difficulty of this pattern is how much you should use it's very little quantity and you should use them very precisely to get the the tiger eye effect but really when you create it it's amazing uh, to observe how it this tiger eye is creating how it's uh, opening this pattern it's really something very beautiful time to time i can make it uh, successfully but uh, one other day i had the material i prepared it and it doesn't work <laughs> time to time i also gave up yeah i guess this answers the question uh, from john and uh, eva had the second question do you use oil or turpentine for certain patterns how does it work yes i do uh, it's traditional ingredients uh, to create uh, the pattern from 18th 19th century Turpentine I use uh, for the stormant uh, pattern, oil for shell pattern. They are very beautiful, nice. More often I work with turpentine. Next one comes from uh, Shannon of Blends. I would like to know what type of brand of paint the professionals use to get such bright, bright colors. I tried marbling with the golden fluid acrylics and while the colors looked great on the gelatin, but uh, they ended up pale and washed out on the paper. I did size the paper with alum beforehand. 
I guess you already answered uh, this uh, this question in part, but still. Yes, yes, I showed you brands of my pigments. Yeah. By the way, phone uh, before uh, paid attention, is it possible to create tiger eye with acrylics? Talking about me, I never did uh, tiger eye with acrylics, but some other mm, marblers from in America and Brazil, they make a very perfect uh, tiger eye even with acrylic colors. It depends on uh, master his skills, how he got uh, got used to, to work with mommy. I guess it depends on the mix as well. I mean, the, the uh, water and, uh, and size mix or... Yeah, I think so. More experiments and uh, you will get the perfect balance of the, of the colors. Yeah, modeling generally is a big experiment. You can study, maybe it's everywhere. You can study all of your life. Talking about uh, sizing paper with alum, I tried uh, some just uh, printer paper to use some printer paper I had uh, on hand and uh, I, I had uh, really washed out results. Uh, and uh, when, I, when I showed these uh, photos to some marblers, they told me that, okay, you just, uh, I, and I sized the, this paper with alum. And they told me, okay, you didn't need to size this paper with alum at all. You just had to try without any size and uh, the colors would be better. So is, is it uh, the reason, how, how does it work? Because I don't understand this process absolutely. But by the way, was this sheet of paper covered with alum or not? It was covered, yeah. This one was, was covered, covered with alum, yeah. Covered. And they told me you didn't need to do that. Yeah. It's uh, again a question of experiments. Uh, um, yeah. Talking about, there are again two uh, sides how the marbles work. Talking about the Turkish marbling, uh, they don't cover and they don't use aluminum for covering the paper at all. Yeah. Because usually they use it for decoration for the um, pictures on the walls and there is no need to cover it. Uh, and the Western world, America, Europe, they prefer the covering with aluminum. Yeah. Maybe because because um, I was grown from the Turkish school. <laughs> more often, more often, I also don't cover it uh, because uh, already in cooperation with different bookbinders, I understood that it's better not to cover the paper because uh, some of them would like to do it uh, as they want. I mean, uh, if if somebody asked me to cover it, I do by myself. For example, wax or some lock. I can do it. You told that you experimented with uh, some objects, not only with paper. Did you try marbling something else besides paper? Maybe some cloth or, or silk or, or some other things? Yes, I, don't know I, what. Did. I did, especially at the start of my marbling every way. I covered the ceramics, uh, I covered different handmade tools. It's nice uh, to work with fabric. I have a plans also to start to come back to the uh, fabric because I have an idea to create uh, some collection <laughs> maybe of clothes okay. and marbling. That, that would be great. I saw some uh, some marblers on Facebook showing how they work with fabrics, and they have this huge, uh, several meter long uh, basins. Yeah, and that's just and you ha you need to have several people uh, grabbing on on the fabric, and then yeah, that's just exactly. impressive. <laughs> I should have some assistance. Yeah, it's my problem. Uh, I've also seen uh, books bound in uh, marble uh, cloth, and they were spectacular. Uh, they look uh, like nothing else. Uh, they have uh, an additional texture of uh, the textile itself. So it's, 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 it's very unusual. It's both 
it, uh, it both looks like marble paper and doesn't. Uh -huh. No, I, books I didn't see with marble textile, but it's a really nice idea. Okay, well, where the, you could cooperate. Were the old books or or uh, or new books? No, no, no. Uh, contemporary, yeah? contemporary. Okay, that's interesting. Moving to the next question, it came from Itzmalik Coca. It was uh, originally in Spanish, and I used uh, Facebook's auto translates. Uh, so yeah, the translation translation made me be a bit funky. How to fix color once uh, painted? Uh, because when uh, so I, I will try to interpret the, the, the question. Uh, the first part is how to fix color once printed. And then there is explanation that I understood like uh, uh, when you use a, a marble paper uh, uh, in some book or something, uh, uh, the person who asked it often uh, gets the result that uh, the paints from marble paper or from marble sites uh, start, to, uh, start to mark uh, the uh, white pages of, of uh, notebooks or books. So uh, yeah, mm -hmm. the general question is how to fix uh, fix the colors on the sheet of marble paper. As I paid attention before, even if you didn't fix it in advance by loom, you can cover it with box or uh, lock. It's the easiest way. And so yeah, so in the first place, I'll yeah, do, you, do you agree as bookbinder? Yeah, uh, with box it definitely works, but uh, the, there may be some issues with that. Uh, because uh, wax itself may mark uh, the the other some other objects with uh, luck, I, I'm not sure uh, because uh, uh, I'm not sure if if, if it is uh, flexible enough after it's uh, uh, sprayed. I, I I never really tried this uh, method, but maybe I'm not maybe I'm not right to say that. Uh, but what's your experience when you spray the uh, marbled sheet of paper? Is it flexible enough? Right. To spray, I agree with you that it's not the was not perfect. I didn't like it. Yeah. As I think uh, the perfect way to, as I time to time cover my paper, is I prepare by myself shellac okay. and cover it by that liquid. That's also an interesting option. But one of the first solutions is to size the paper with alum before you are. Uh, if you if you have bleeding colors, you, you can uh, you can use alum before that on your paper. Mm -hmm. Many mumblers work like that. Next mm -hmm. one also came through Instagram. A question from uh, Susan Barrows. Instagram ha handles Susie Kitchens. Have pretty much tried every size and type of paint and just can't get a satisfactory result. I really wish I could get it right. Uh, and we, we really talked about this uh, throughout all, all, all our podcasts that uh, uh, you should try more. But if, if a person thinks that uh, they uh, tried everything, I, I, I'm not sure that. What, what, can you, what advice can you give to, to Susan? If, they have the, if our listeners, uh, our audience uh, have the, the, some problems, they easily can write me and we discuss precisely their questions, maybe I can give some advices. Okay, that's a good answer as well. Thank you. It, it was fascinating uh, watching your work. Do you actually make any video tutorials? Are there any of your tutorials online? So far not. I'm, I'm thinking about that. <laughs> you, totally, you totally should. It was fascinating. Do, do you think it would be interesting for people? I know quite a few people who could pay for it. <laughs> so I think it would be interesting for you. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm thinking. 
maybe one day along the road. I'm sure that this type of videos would be interesting for different people, both in the format of uh, paid workshops or in the format of uh, free videos, free short videos on YouTube, maybe with less details and that, less information. That, that would also be very relaxing. I can imagine watching that after a long uh, work day. Okay, I will, I, when I will make several of them, I will send you the link for them, Pavel. <laughs> Here is the last question that uh, came just a few minutes ago. It's from uh, Janet Mente. Some days when, when I'm marbling, things just do not work. I know there is a German book by a 19th century marble uh, entitled in translation, My Struggle with Oxgall. So I know these things happen. So my question is, what do you do on those days? Do you give up, start from scratch, or try to fix the mix, and uh, if so, how? I think that's a nice question. Uh, so is I understood correctly, uh, if I have some problem with my pigments, what do I do? Yeah, yeah, and if you just, in general, if you are working on some day, and you and nothing works out. You have all the troubles. Do you just give up, or you press yourself and make a different mix and uh, try it all over again? Yes, it's really actual question. I also faced uh, sometimes uh, the same problem. It's very hard to, to realize uh, really when I work with some order for bookbinder because. Uh, you have limited time, you have to do it uh, quite rapidly and you face this problem. Oh my God, what can I do? <laughs> Actually, when I did this last American order, I had the problem. I tried once again, once again, I some mixed, store the pigments, water, and I couldn't get results of what I would satisfy. It. And I said, at that day, <laughs> that it was evening, I gave up and I said, okay, it's better, I think, to stop. <laughs> Next morning, I started once again and it really was better. Time to time it works. Okay. So sometimes it's reasonable to, to stop everything and just yeah. start from scratch mm -hmm. next day. Maybe it's because of your moods. Okay. It's actual. <laughs> I, I really understand him as a marbler. <laughs> Quite often. Yeah, this happens not only with marbling, but yeah, I guess with marbling it's, it, can, it can really bug you. So we surprisingly worked through all our questions. I think it's uh, all the stuff we wanted to discuss. Do you want to add something, Katie? Do you want to add something, Pavel? It was very nice I'm, discussion. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm speechless. <laughs> for once. It was a nice discussion. Thank you for that. Thank you for your invitation. I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah. It would be interesting for the audience. Would be nice to listen the feedback, the feedback from them. To see all our videos, you can uh, subscribe to our channel on YouTube. Uh, you can uh, subscribe to our newsletter on ibookbinding.com. Uh, to get all the re all the updates about uh, future guests and uh, current podcasts and uh, Katie if you who you would like to see as one of the future guests of uh, iBookbinding podcast do you have uh, some somebody on your mind uh, you mean bookbinders bookbinders book professional paper makers marvelers just anyone who is uh, related to bookish things in general mm, i know very nice, very actually, I think professional bookbinder. You definitely, you should know her, Lewis from Belgium, maybe. Why I, why I say about her, it's interesting somehow to feel her in face-to-face uh, -face through the <laughs> laptop. Yeah. Okay. And if if uh, some of our viewers have any ideas on uh, who uh, would be a good guest uh, for our podcast, we'll try to reach out to this person and to 
arrange recording in future. And uh, last but not least, uh, many thanks to iBookBindings patrons on uh, Patreon. Uh, we are not charging any any fees, uh, any pledges these months during the lockdowns and at least until September. And we made uh, our collection of uh, bookish uh, books uh, free and available for everybody for this time. But you still can join uh, the crowd of patrons and become our supporter. The system will charge you one first time, but the future payments will be uh, delayed at least until September. So, yeah. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thank you, Katie, for for showing us a lot of stuff, for answering the questions. Uh, thank you, Pavel, for, for being with us and asking some questions. It was fun. Bye. 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 Welcome. Thanks a lot. Bye. You see in autumn. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Hopefully. <laughs> if you don't leave Europe. <laughs> yeah.